0: I was a math major in college. I liked numbers. The Bible likes the number 40. One source indicated that it was used 146 times. You can see the number 40 in the Bible. Think about our first reading. We heard about Noah. How many days did it rain while Noah and his family was in the ark? Forty. How many years did the people of Israel wander around the desert? How many days was Jesus in the desert tempted by Satan in the gospel? Hmm. Okay, that's three of those hundred and forty-six. So forty can be a period of time and a trial and testing, but it can also be viewed as a time of preparation. Think about that time in the ark. It was God was preparing Noah and his family for the new beginning, the new creation after the flood. The people of Israel, their time in the desert, was the time of their being purified after being in the slavery in the land of Egypt, getting them ready to enter the promised land, to be able to worship God as they pleased. Jesus, in his time in the desert, it was a time for him to prepare for his active ministry that you'll see right in the Gospel of Mark, right after Jesus leaves the desert, he immediately begins preaching and teaching and healing. From very early on in Christian tradition, those who are in the catechumenate, and back then people might spend one or two or three years in the catechumenate. But the last phase of their preparation before baptism was a period of enlightenment, and it was the 40 days leading up to the Easter vigil. We have this morning uh, a couple of catechumens who are here who will, as, as part of their preparation, we will have the rite of enrollment. No. Doing the rite of sending. We already did the rite of enrollment. All right, rite of sending. And then this afternoon, you'll be participating in the rite of election with Bishop Boyer and catechumens and candidates from around the diocese. Well, that was seen as something that it worked so well with the catechumens that the whole church thought, well, let's all do 40 days of preparation as we prepare not to be rebaptized, But rather, at Easter, all of us are given the opportunity to renew our baptismal promises. And so we have Lent. Now, our first reading, we got Noah, 40 days of rain. Our gospel, we had Jesus, 40 days in the desert. Were there any numbers mentioned in the second reading? tell you. <laughs> it said, first Peter, it speaks of how many people were in the ark. There were eight, okay? And I think that number eight was significant, okay? Because eight, you know we know the world was created in seven days, right? Of, of, from the biblical perspective, of six days of creation and then God rested on the seventh day. And then the eighth day symbolizes a new creation. When did Jesus rise from the dead? It was on early on the third day. He rose on Sunday, and that became known for, for Christians as the eighth day, the day of, of because of Christ's resurrection. We are part of a new creation. Okay? And so that second reading uh, from Peter, it, it speaks about that eight days. Those eight people on, on Noah's Ark as representing all of us who are now saved through the waters of baptism. Did you ever notice how many sides are on our baptismal font? How many sides are there? Eight. How about that? It's an octagon, eight sided. Hmm. And there again, it's that sense of us being baptized. Uh, we are new creations in Jesus. So, all of us, those preparing for baptism, were to be received into the church, those of us already baptized, we have in front of us these 40 days of Lent. A time for preparation. And I think a really good way to prepare is the tradition of spiritual disciplines the disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. I'd like to say a little bit about each one. With prayer, one of the things I always like using during Lent is a little black book. And one of the things I like about it, and and by the way, if you didn't get a copy already, there are some in the back of church. Uh, But what I like about it is it always begins with a blank page and it says, My Lenten Plans. And it's a chance to, to write down what do we feel called to do for Lent? But it says my Lenten plans, but it also always says, before you write down anything, first talk it over with God. Let God guide you in forming your own plans. You might have plans, I'm gonna lose 10 pounds this Lent. Well, check with God, all right? See what, what what's Lent really meant to be about, okay? There's a lot of resources available online for prayer. I think about uh, Dynamic Catholic, best Lent ever. People have told me about that one. Uh, Certainly Lent is a time to gather to pray together, coming together on Sunday. But I also encourage you to consider going to a daily Mass. Uh, We have daily Masses. We have on Tuesday night at 7 Wednesday morning, it's typically the uh, middle school students are with us, and, but there's room for parishioners as well. Thursday morning is usually elementary school, and there's room for parishioners as well. Friday morning, there's lots of room, okay? And then during Lent, we're going to live stream both the Tuesday night and, 11, and Friday morning daily Masses just so that if you want to participate from home, you can do that. So that's prayer. Fasting, Pope Francis in his Ash Wednesday address mentions fasting from social media. Uh, Something that we always curse it and then we go back and watch it. So how much time do we spend there? He says we should be paying as much attention to the real people around us as we do pay attention to what's on our phone. Another thought with fasting, we're only required to fast uh, two days uh, in terms of Ash Wednesday and, and Good Friday, Then we abstain from meat during the Fridays of Lent. I've been hearing from more and more Catholics who are lessening their consumption of meat not only on Friday, but throughout the week. Uh, moving away from how much meat they eat and moving more to a plant-based diet out of concern for the environment as well as for their own health. I've heard people tell me I'm giving up broccoli for Lent. (laughs) What I say to you, double down on all your vegetables this Lent. Almsgiving, in his Lenten Gospel Reflections, Bishop Robert Behrens has two very challenging quotes he has in his Ash Wednesday piece on, uh, on, on th- almsgiving. One is from Pope Leo Thirteenth. Once the demands of necessity and propriety have been met, the rest of your money belongs to the poor. And then here's one from St. John Chrysostom. For the man who has two shirts in his closet, one belongs to him, the other one belongs to the man who has no shirt. I try to read those quotes every once in a while to let it prick my conscience And I think Lent is especially a good time to be aware of almsgiving, of of what are we doing on behalf of the poor. One beautiful way of doing it is with Operation Rice Bowl, and there are extra uh, copies in the uh, the back. I've got one sitting on my dining room table. Uh, The money that's raised through Operation Rice Bowl goes to Catholic Relief Services that benefit uh, people who are hungry around the world We typically ask you to bring the rice bowls back on Holy Thursday as the traditional day to do it. But any time during Holy Week is a good time. I just had somebody who told me, you know, I still have my rice bowl from last year because of the pandemic, right? And I said, it's okay. There's no expiration on it. You can bring it in this Lent. With our parish, uh, our Matthew 25, uh, collection 4% of our parish offertory goes to help, us help those in dire need. That doubles to 8% during the six weeks of Lent. I'm going to bring up one more idea for Lent. And I don't know if this fits under prayer, fasting, or almsgiving, but it's certainly a practical idea. I've been noticing that we've been having more people come to church, which is wonderful. I love it and I hope that we have more and more people come as the vaccine becomes more available, it does become a little bit tricky when we're also practicing social distancing, you know, in terms of we're sitting every other pew and we're trying to have room between households in each pew. How do we do that? Well, look over yonder. See that big empty space I think sometimes people aren't aware that it's there, and, and especially when pe- if people are coming in late, they say, they don't, oh my gosh, I don't want to walk all the way up there, and they're not even, what if the priest says, no, you're not supposed to sit there? Well, here's my thought for Lent. Just, just think about doing this, as talk about it as a household. Maybe one Sunday in Lent, say, you know what? We're going to not sit in our usual comfortable spot. We're going to migrate up there for... One weekend out of Lent or Easter season or whenever you want to do it. Just, just even if we just had one or two households who did that, that would be enough to kind of let people know oh, it's okay to sit up here if we need the space. Just a thought. 40 days are in front of us. They may be a time of trial. I hope they will be a time of preparation. That through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we may be prepared to be baptized or to renew our baptismal promises this Easter.